Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. And so today I want to talk to you about how to have a comeback when I'm filled with fear, when I'm filled with fear. Now, as I dive into this this today, I don't know if you noticed this or not, but in March, uh, when all this, when the pandemic really was spreading across the globe and across our country, people began to put up Christmas lights again in March. I I started driving by and seeing some of those lights up and like, what, what is this all about? And what I understood was, is that they were in hopes of bringing some of the Christmas spirit, the joy that we usually experience at Christmas back into their neighborhoods and and for their family, just to have some, some joy because there was so much bad news. And I understand that. But in March, I was like, man, it's a little bit weird, but I get it. Well, today, (laughs) this may seem a little bit weird to you, but I am actually going to go back. It's May, and we're going to go into the Christmas story and I'm going to talk to you today about some of the things that, that God used in Mary's life in order to help her have a comeback after she had a setback with fear and anxiety. And just think about it. An angel of the Lord appeared to her and said, hey, you are going to have a child. You're not going to, you're not going to be with a man, but God's going to impregnate you. You're going to have a child and that uh, you got to explain this to everybody. Your parents may not understand. Joseph certainly won't understand. And there's a problem. So you can imagine she was overwhelmed with fear. But at the end, in Luke chapter, in Luke chapter 1, right at the end of after all of that had happened, the angel talked to Mary. Her cousin Elizabeth said this to her. Look what he says in Luke 1 and 45. Look what she says. She said this. You are blessed because you believed the Lord would do what he said. Did you hear that? You are blessed when you believe that the Lord will do what he says. Not just Mary, but you are blessed. And what Mary made a decision to do was this, is that Mary chose faith over fear. And if you're going to have a comeback, no matter what the setback is, you have to choose faith over fear. You and I both, we have to make a choice. We have to choose it because fear is natural. Now, some, some would say, well, well, what about, why do, why do we need faith? I'll tell you why we need faith is because there's fear. It, you would not need faith if there was not fear. So it's natural for fear to come into your life. It's natural for fear to be around you, but it's not natural to walk in fear. If you're a child of God, because listen, God, because God knew that faith would try to make it, or fear would try to make its way into our life. God gave us faith in him to know that no matter what comes to our life, that God's got this no matter what. And so when we choose faith over fear, it's amazing how that all of a sudden God gives us peace and we have the power for our comeback, right? Because let me tell you something, your setback is not to set your faith back because God is already preparing your comeback. Amen, somebody? Amen in the room? Amen, that's right. And so I want you to say this with me. It's coming up on the screen. 
I want you to wake up your neighbors or your teenagers, scare them to death. You say this so loud. You ready? Come on, let's say it. And in the room as well. I will choose faith over fear. Let's say it again. You ready? Come on. I will choose faith over fear. And it's a choice. We have to choose faith over fear. And so as we, as we dive into this story again, how to have a comeback when I'm filled with fear, I want to give you three things today. And I really think to, that if you will hold on to these truths, that it's going to get you through what you're going through. I believe that with all that's in me. So the first thing we will share, remember, the angel Gabriel has come to Mary and, and has scared her to death. She don't understand anything that's going on, but she had to determine to do the first step. And this is number one of what you and I must do, and, and this, this, it is this. Surrender my life completely to God every day. Surrender my life completely to God every day. Surrendering to God is not a one-time experience. Some, too many people say, well, well, you know, Pastor, I, well, I prayed 15 years ago. <laughs> Let me tell you something. It's every day. Surrender your life to God every day. And that's exactly what Mary did. Now, remember, the angel comes to her, and she's got some questions for the angel, so she starts asking them. Look in Luke 1 and 34. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin? In other words, no man's been with me. Uh-uh, I am pure. He goes on and says this. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will what? Come. The Holy Spirit will come. I would like to look you right in the eye and tell you that no matter what you're going through, if you're, if you're a Christian today, the Holy Spirit will come. He will come. And he's going to do what you cannot do. And the Bible says the Holy Spirit come upon, will come upon you. The angel said, the power of the Most High will overshadow you so that the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. I want you to understand that the Holy Spirit is working when you cannot see him working. When it seems like God is doing nothing, he's always up to something. And you, you must believe that. You have to believe that in your heart. That it, when God, when it seems like there's nothing happening, you said, I prayed, I prayed, I prayed, and nothing. Things are getting worse. Let me tell you something. The reason you're having a setback is because God is planning you a brand new comeback. Amen. I love that song that we sing in our church. It's called Waymaker. It says, Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. And then I love the little tagline that says this. Even when I don't feel it, he's working. And even when I don't see it, he's working. You're always working, God. You're always working. And I believe that for you and your life right now, whatever you're going through, and everybody in this room right now, whatever you're going through, I want you to know that God is working in your life. Amen? Amen. God is working in your life. He's always working. The angel goes back and says, Mary, here's what I want you to know. I want you to read this first part with me. Let's read it together. For nothing is impossible with God. The question is, do you believe that? And do you believe that? And do you believe that? And do you believe that? Do you believe that there's nothing impossible for God? He goes on and says this. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. Mary was saying this. She was saying, you know what? God, I'm going to, whatever you want to do, I'm, I'm here, God. 
I'm surrendering my life completely to you. Every day, God, I don't, even though they're going to mock me, they're going to make fun of me, my parents are not going to believe me, and Joseph is going to freak out. I don't know how you're going to take care of that, God. I have no idea, but all I know is that if you said it, I believe it, and I'm going to do it. That's surrender to God. Several years ago, when Rhonda and I were, uh, had just gotten married, we were in our very early 20s. I think we were like 21 years old. I had felt a call in my life that God wanted me to be in the ministry full time. And, and so I was uh, seeking to go and maybe try to get on a church staff somewhere. And it just wasn't working out. And so someone invited me to come and do an internship in Marietta, Georgia, which if you're not from Atlanta area, it's, it's, it is close to the city. It's, it's the city. And we were from a small town, Monroe, Georgia. And so I went, I talked to Rhonda about it. I said, Rhonda, listen, if we do this, that means that we, you know, it's not a paid position. So we have no jobs. You know, we don't have, a, we don't have a lot of money and we have no securities there. Uh, there's no financial support. And, and to top all that off, the only place that we can find to move is in a drug infested area. And I just thought for sure that Rhonda would say, heck no, I ain't going. I mean, I was counting on that. I was counting on Rhonda saying, you know, uh -uh, well, you go, man, but not, I'm not going anywhere. She did it. You know what she said? She said, Jeff, I believe in God, and I believe in you. And if you want to go, and you feel we should go, we will go. We left our jobs, we left our family, and we left it all. And we moved into that drug-infested place. And I'm going to tell you something. We gave everything we had at that moment of surrender. And if I believe to this day if we had not made that move, we would not be here today pastoring this great church because God was teaching me and Rhonda to surrender everything to him. And I want to tell you, that's when life gets better. Is when you finally let go and let God. You surrender to him. And he changes everything. Today, I want you to listen to the words that are found in Job's book. It talks about surrender. Listen to what it says. Surrender your heart to God. Turn to him in prayer. Give up your sins, even those you don't or you do in secret. Then you won't be ashamed. You will be confident and fearless. Your troubles will go away like water beneath a bridge, and your darkest night will be brighter than noon. This is the last part. You will rest safe and secure, filled with hope and emptied of worry. Wouldn't you like that? Be filled with hope and emptied of worry. There's one way that you can have that is having a relationship with Jesus Christ. You see, the first step of surrender is saying, God, I can't do this on my own anymore. I've been trying, but it's just not working out. And I don't know what I'm going to do with my job. I don't know what I'm going to do with my family right now. I don't know what I'm going to do with the sickness that we're overwhelmed with. I have no idea. But God, I believe you've got this and that you're going to take care of it. And the first step of that is receiving the Savior in your life. That's surrendering, saying, God, I can't do this on my own. I need you. 
And so I want to challenge you right now, no matter where you are, if you're in your bedroom, you're, you're, in, you're in a hotel room, or maybe you're in a living room, or you may be driving down the road just listening to this, I want to challenge you to say this prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my life and save me. I need a Savior. I'm broken. Help me, God. Help me. Forgive me of my sins. I believe, Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins, and I believe you raised again. Will you please forgive me? In Jesus' name, amen. I want to tell you, welcome to God's family. Matter of fact, we just want to give you a hand because God has just moved in your life. Amen. Amen. Now, what I want to do is this, just for you. Since we've been in this uh, pandemic, I... I have a book here that I want, to, I want to make available to you for free. It's called My Next Steps to Become a Christ Follower, as a Christ Follower. In this book, I've written detailed what, what's next. Because people say, well, I prayed the prayer, what's next? I want to send this to you free of charge. You just, if you'll just text following Christ to that number that you see on the screen, if you'll text that, we're going to send this to you free, no strings attached just to help you in your journey. Because you know why at SEC, we believe that when we give, people live, and we want you to live. Amen. Amen, everybody. Amen. We want you to live. All right. So let's say the statement again. It's coming up on the screen. Say it loud. Say it proud. Here we go. You ready? Come on. I will choose faith over fear. Got to choose faith over fear. The second thing I would tell you that's powerful today is this, is stop listening to the voices of fear. You've got to get the fear out of your ear. Okay, never mind. All right, that was funny to me. Listen, remember how Mary's, now Mary's had Jesus when we're about to, she's had him, she's in the stable. Jesus has just been born and how that God had spoken to the shepherds out in the fields and the, they, God's told them all kinds of stuff about the, Jesus and, and the shepherds have come now and they found him. And again, they're in the stable. It's, she just had Jesus, and Mary is freaked out. You know, she's got a new baby. She's in the stable. Where are we going to live? All this stuff, and, and we can't go back to our hometown because, you know, people don't like us there because they think that I cheated on Joseph, and my family's rejecting me. And so she's got a lot on her mind right now. And listen what happens here. After, it says, after seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angels had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. Now, not watch this part. But Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. That's the secret right there. What's consuming your mind is consuming your life. And Mary determined that she would not let the fear of, of her, what her family thought about her, or the fear of job, Joseph not being able to get a job, or the fear of, of, of how Jesus would be mistreated, and, and the fear that they would have no income. All those fears, she released all of those, and the way she did is that she thought about the good things that the shepherd said, that this child is going to be the Savior of the world, that God's going to take care of you all the days of your life, and God's hand is on this child, and God's going to bless this child, and God's going to bless you, and God's going to take care of you. See, you have to play those voices over and over in your mind in order to have peace in your life. Amen, everybody? Amen? 
Look, listen to what the Bible says. Romans, Romans 14, 23. Whatever is not from faith is sin. What is he saying? The reason he says that is this, because, listen, fear is a horrible decision maker. And when you make, when you make fear-based decisions, eventually it's going to lead you down a road that is not good and that is not of faith, and it will lead you into sin eventually, and it will take you down when you continually make fear-based decisions. I want to give you some news today. Maybe you don't know this, but I want you to know that fear is an infectious disease. Fear is an infectious disease. It is more contagious than the coronavirus ever thought about being. And the way you catch it is you get around people that are constantly filled with fear, and it'll get on you like the plague. It'll destroy you. It'll take you down. It will kill your faith. And it will make you miserable, rob you of all your peace. And so there's two things I want to share with you today to, to help that, to keep that infectious disease from you. The first one is this, is stop listening to news more than 30 minutes a day. I want to challenge you. Why don't you just say, hey, I'm going to listen to the news about 30 minutes, find out what's going on in the world, get the weather report and that kind of stuff, and turn it off. Turn off talk radio, turn off cable news, turn off all that stuff. Why? Because when you turn it off, you're going to find that your anxiety is going to go down. And many people, you know, the studies have shown that many people are walking around angry because they're full of fear, that because they've been so filled with all that negativity in the world. Let me tell you something. The news review, it doesn't change that much throughout the day. It's just a different commentator giving their perspective of how bad it's going to be and how bad it is and whose fault it is and blame and shame and game, all this stuff. I'm telling you, turn that off in the name of Jesus. Start hanging out with people of faith instead of people of fear. I want to share something with you. I have, uh, I have something under this black cloth right here that you can see. I've been covering. I have something undercover. Okay, never mind. And appreciate my undercover joke there. I have a bottle right here, and this bottle has a label on it. It says spring water, spring water. The label is an indicator of what's supposed to be on the inside of this. Would you agree with that? And I want you to know that that is true. In this bottle, it has spring water in it. But what I want you to know is that this label is supposed to be that, but it's not always true. Because you can put other things in a bottle that's labeled. Like this bottle right here is labeled spring water as well. But I think you would agree with me that this bottle is not spring water. Would you agree with that? It's not spring water. Matter of fact, it looks like that has come out of a, a dirty riverbed or something, doesn't it? In Georgia, we say a mud hole. <laughs> but, but, but what it is actually in this is Coca-Cola is what's in this bottle. Even though it says spring water. Now, why, what, what am I telling you? I'm telling you, you can give yourself any label you want to. You can say, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a Christian, I'm a child of God, and still be filled with something else besides faith. You can be filled with fear and anxiety and worry and discouragement. Why? Because what you put in you is what's going to come out of you, right? And so you have to fill yourself with faith. And I want to tell you, when the storms come in your life, 
When difficulties come in your life, I want you to know that when, when, when the pandemic hits, what's in you is going to come out of you. When that marriage trouble hits, what's in you is going to come out of you. When your kids are driving you crazy, what's in you is going to come out of you. So you better have faith inside of you in order to get faith out of you because you don't want this coming out of you in those moments of darkness and difficulty. It's always faith over fear. It's always faith over fear. It's always faith over fear. And you've got to put it in to get it out. Amen, everybody. Put it in to get it out. Let me grab this top right here before I get it all over me. Matter of fact, it might be good to take a bath in faith, right? <laughs> and we should do that. So remember that. It's always faith over fear. And so I would challenge you today that that's why you need a church family. It's because you need people speaking life into you. And filling you with faith, that's why it's important. And I just want to share this, that, that right now, more than ever, you need a group family. And, and, and you know, SEC, we have groups that, are, that will be online, that will be virtual. And you need that encouragement. And listen, I go to group every week. And I want to tell you, is we've been doing it, that virtual meeting, and it's, it's helpful. It's not the same as being in person, but it is very, very helpful. And I just want to challenge you to sign up for a group. And you can do that on your connection card, or you actually just message us, whatever you want to do. And listen, the forecast is that there's going to be turbulent times economically over the next couple months. Don't wait till you get in trouble to get your finances straightened out. We're right now SEC because we love you. We're offering these financial courses that you can take. It's called Financial Peace University that you can take in order to get your house in order right now. Listen, you can fix the problem before you ever have a problem. Why don't you work on it right now before the trouble comes? And if it does come, you'll be ready. And I just challenge you to do that. And so you can just write, you know, Financial Peace or FPU. You can type it, whatever, and get us the information so that we can get it back to you and get you the information. All right, so on the screen, let's say it again. Let's say it in the room, everybody. Let's say it. You ready? Come on. Here we go. I will choose faith over fear. I will choose faith over fear. All right, number three is this. This is my favorite point right here. I almost called you at three this morning just to tell you this. Here it is. Fill my mind with music that praises God. Fill my mind with music that praises God. Would you agree with me that when most of the songs that we know are written when people are having a, some kind of a situation in their life. I mean, like, if you listen to the radio and music, you can tell that somebody was going through something when they wrote that song, right? Or maybe they was having a good day or something. Well, I actually have a, um, a song here that was, it's popular on the radio right now, and it's called I Hope. And I believe this person was going through something, so just listen to it, all right? It says, I hope. I hope she makes you smile the way you made me smile on the other end of a phone in the middle of a highway driving alone. Oh, baby, I, I hope you hear a song that makes you sing all along and gets you thinking about her. Then the last several miles turn into a blur. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Hold on. We just getting there now. Here we go. I. Hope you feel the spark by the end of the drive. I hope you know she's the one by the end of the night. I hope you never, ever felt more free. Tell your friends, oh, you're so happy. I, I hope she comes along 
wrecks every one of your plans. I hope you spend your last dime putting a rock on her hand. I hope she's wilder than your wildest dream. She's everything you're ever going to need. And then I hope she cheats on you like you cheat on me. And I hope she cheats like you did on me. And I hope she cheats like you did on me. <laughs> now, I would say that is pain, baby, right there, right? It's, it's a popular song on the radio right now. I'm just telling you, when we're going through something, it's natural for us to, to sing or, or to, to have a song in our minds. And that was, that was true in the Christmas story. Right after, right after the angel told everything, all that to Mary, in Luke, 40, in Luke 1, 46, you will see the heading right there in your Bible. It says Mary's song. Mary began to sing a song. Look what it says. Mary began to sing this. With all my heart, I praise the Lord. I am glad because, God, because of God my Savior. God all-powerful has done great things for me, and his name is holy. He always shows mercy to everyone who worships him. Mary chose to fill her mind with what God can do and what God will do. And if you're going to get through this pandemic and you're going to come out on the other side, even though you've been filled with fear, we must choose faith over fear. And we must fill our minds and our hearts with what God can do and what God will do. And one of the greatest ways to do that is to sing a song unto the Lord. Amen? Just sing a song to the Lord. Do you, know the, do you know that the Bible says this, that the cure for panic is praise and that the cure for worry is worship? That's why we say at SEC, when my worship goes up, my worry comes down. When my worship goes up, my worry comes down. It's amazing. Now, you know, I began this message telling you about those Christmas lights in the beginning. Well, you know, what they were trying to recreate by putting up those Christmas lights in March was the spirit of Christmas. But I want to tell you, the spirit of Christmas does not come just because we put up Christmas lights. And really, that's a small part. What really brings the spirit of Christmas is when we begin to sing the songs about Jesus. Remember, at Christmas time, more than any other time, people sing more than any other time. They're singing, joy to the world, the Lord has come. Away in a manger, right? They're singing, silent night. They're singing all those beautiful, beautiful songs about Jesus, and that is the Spirit. Matter of fact, after Thanksgiving, the radios are filled with Christmas songs. Why? Because it brings the Spirit of Christmas when we sing those. Young people sing those songs. Parents sing those songs. Grandparents sing those songs. Everybody's singing, and it just lifts the spirit of a whole country and our families. Now, some of those songs at Christmas are not so lifting, are they? Like grandma got run over by a reindeer. I mean, that's not so cheerful, is it? But it's those songs, singing those songs, singing a song of praise unto God is the miracle that you need. It changes everything on the inside of you. A guy that I want to tell you about pastor of a church called Saddleback Church. His name is Rick Warren. It's one of the largest, one of the larger churches in our country. He's wrote a book called The Purpose Driven Life. I mean, it just like, seemed like had everything going for him and his family. 
when he got the worst news of all. His son, 27 years of age, his baby boy, committed suicide. Let me tell you, that's horrible. I can't speak for him, but I can tell you as a pastor, when you give your life 100% to helping people and bad things happen to your family, it, it, it hurts. And it'll wreck you. He said for weeks, he and his wife Kay, after that had happened, turned off all the the television, all the media. And the only way that they were able to put one foot in front of the other every day to walk through that difficult time and pain, he said we had to fill our home and our minds with praise music unto God. He said in the days that I felt like I couldn't go on and asking so many questions, God, I've given everything I've got to serve you. Why this? He said I'd have to put a song on that says, God, you're still good. In the difficult times, you're good, oh God. In the bad times, you're good. In times like this, you're good. And God, this hasn't changed that you're good. You're good or you're good, oh Lord. And your love and mercy endures for all generations. And God, you're awesome, oh Lord. And I worship you. And he said, I would sing those songs. Even though I didn't feel it in my heart, I'd sing it. And it filled my mind and give me the power just to move forward. One day, to put one foot in front of the other. I don't know what you're going through right now. And I don't know what you're going through. And you're going through. And you're going through, but I can tell you this, is that you will never get better in your heart and mind by listening to all the bad news and all the negativity, but when you begin to fill your mind with God's praise and God's love and God's worship, and you begin to fill your mind and your heart with that, and you release it under God, it changes you. It turns you into a person that you want to be, and a person that, that God looks upon and favors and bless, and it gets you through what you're going through, Amen. Amen. Listen, if you're going to have a comeback, listen, you can't do it on your power. And just thinking the thoughts that you have will take you down. But when you raise your eyes up above the clouds of, of this world and you get them on Jesus Christ and you begin to declare who he is, that he's the savior of the world. And what I love about songs is this, is that it says what I cannot say. Oh, how good he is. Oh, how wonderful. He holds the world in his hand. He's got it all. God's got it in his hand. And the song that we're about to sing sing in just a moment. It's a song that I've chose today just for you and you and you and you. And it's called Raise a Hallelujah. And you know that word hallelujah means praise the Lord. When you don't know what else to say in your darkest time, when you feel overwhelmed with worry and stress, you just say hallelujah. You just say hallelujah. Hallelujah. What that means is praise the Lord. And when you lift the Lord up, he lifts you up. And today this song says, I'm going to sing in the middle of the storm. Louder and louder, you're going to hear my praises roar. I want to challenge you wherever you are. I don't care if you're on a hotel balcony right now. I pray that you will just begin to sing this song with us so loud that the people on the beach will turn up and look at you and say, what's going on? And they'll see a bright spot in the day. And that would be God using you and hearing your praise and your worship unto him. Why don't you, if you're in your bedroom right now, get up out of that bed of depression and begin right now to praise God. Why don't you in your living room right now, instead of just 
instead of being there today worried about your finances, why don't you just raise a hallelujah right now in this church auditorium? Why don't you stand up right now and raise this hallelujah? Because we're not in this by ourselves. We're not alone. God Almighty is with us, and He's got you. And right now, why don't you give Him glory and praise and honor? Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net and click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.